Ladies and gentlemen, we're sorry. We stuffed up. If you follow our Twitter account, you'll know that recently we got a fancy new device to record our show, and we hope you've been enjoying the better audio quality. But you see, we're not exactly masters of it yet. So, in this week's show, my voice, I'm David, is a little bit soft. We hope you bear with us because it's an absolutely fantastic show and we have a really deep conversation about what happened at QuickBooks Connect last week. I hope you do get to enjoy the show, but we obviously understand if this one isn't for you. If not, check out the ton of interviews we dropped last week. There's more coming, including a really special one with the Commissioner for STP, John Shepard. Other than that, let's get on with the show. Have a great week. From the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from SQL CFO. Joined here with Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring and Five Ways Group. And we are fresh off. An intense couple of days at QuickBooks Connect. This show brought to you as always by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software. Paul, welcome back. Thank you very much, David. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. What a massive week at QuickBooks Connect. We're, of course, uh, guests of the conference. David, we should declare that we were uh, we were given a ticket. We certainly hold up our high standards here and declare all of our interests with what we do. Uh, you were given a ticket. I was a I was a speaker, Paul. Oh, well, that's right. Well, speaker. You said, do you have media on your back? No, no, no. I had just a regular accountant, mate. I wear that a compliance accountant. In fact, I should have taken a. a, a a sticker to it or a texter to it. Uh, look, what a conference, David. And that, of course, in our in-depth topic, thank you very much to the QuickBooks team. Did meet a lot of the senior people who were there. JD, the new Australian CEO, certainly warming into the role. Uh, a very nice guy. Also had the opportunity to meet Abigail Forsyth, Keep Cup founder, Todd Sampson. The VIPs was a pretty good display, David. And we'll cover our, our top three takeaways in the in-depth today. One of the, one of the takeaways, I'll put a heads up on this one, the amount of swag that goes into these things, Paul, I am going to create landfill by having too many keep cups. I got a few keep tart cups. I, I, I did get a few. Got a few, uh, some tech gadgets. I guess you could say, well, why did you take it, Dave? But I needed the bag. It came in the bag that you get. The bag, yeah. The bag. I, my favourite was it was potato just turned cold, David. The uh, and luckily enough, I was lucky to pick up two two hoodies. I was lucky enough to pick up two t-shirts and two jumpers. And I tell you what, on that last night, uh, I wore all of them. <laughs> it was a bit chilly down in Melbourne last week. Anyway, lots of stuff going on in accounting this week, listeners. You've got a treat coming. We've got some interviews galore. We've still got to release our JD interview. Interview, uh, which is going to come out. CEO, AU, CEO of QuickBooks, yes. Is he CEO, country manager? Oh, country manager, sorry. Oh, country manager, the number one, the number one in Australia. Number one in Australia. Uh, we've just interviewed, dear listeners, Tim Wilson. MP for Goldstein. Who led the Franking Commission inquiry and was one of the Liberal Party's loudest voices on the retiree tax throughout the election. That's going to be coming out. You've got an interview. You did an interview with John Shepherd. John Shepherd, STP, omnipresent. Uh, sad news coming out of that that he will be departing as of uh, as of the fr- as of this Friday. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. And a look off to, uh, anyway, we'll talk about where he's off to because it, exciting things happening for the industry. David, kick us off best on ground. Just thought of a new worst on ground and I'm going to have, it's about you. I'm going to surprise Andrew into worst on ground. Oh, this this is, is, you're going to see this, this is live content curation from the trench. I just want to have a look now. All right, you got me worried, but that's okay. I will best, cop it. Best on ground for me, a big QuickBooks uh, week, but I'll tell you what, uh, great article about Trent Innes at Zero. The headline is Zero Boss. If you don't wash your own coffee cup, don't bother applying for a job at Zero. Um, he's talking essentially about values. He's, you know, he says our kitchens are always very sparkling. That comes from a culture of washing your own coffee cup. Why does this matter? Well, it definitely shows about respect. It's definitely showing off the culture that uh, exists at Zero. This may be a bit of employer branding for Zero. Might be a reason why. You'd be doing an article. I think it was on the Today Show or something as well. It made Today Breakfast, I think. Well, it's the, you, you can best bet that you can have a pretty big PR campaign behind it if that's what you're doing. But um, this is the comment. We really want to make sure we have people that have a sense of ownership. It's a great, uh, it's a bit of a nicey-nicey article, and I probably wouldn't have commented it but for something that I saw when we were at zero on Budget Night, Paul. And this goes back to leadership. This goes back to... As the leader, doing the little things that set the standard that, that you want from your team. Budget night finished pretty late. We're at zero uh, to the, oh, no, not quite the wee hours in the morning. We're up reading for the wee hours, but we're there pretty late. And as we're walking out, Trent walks past that building at the front they've got there on, 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 in zero. There's a cleaner in the kitchen. And the cleaner's tidying up what apparently this article tells us is a really clean kitchen to start with. And Trent goes out of his way and says, have a great night, yeah, I'll see you next week. And no eyes are on him, nobody's watching him. There's just happened that I caught this and I overheard the conversation because I was a bit behind him. I think it's outstanding display of leadership. Paul. And we spoke about it. We we spoke about it with Tim Reid at Myob as well. Like there are there are certain people who just do it. Um, my one of my favourite quotes, similar to this, is Tim Mitchin uh, used to talk about in one of his commencement speeches. Talked about um, judging people how they treat waiters and waitresses. I think that's very important. And, and um, uh, janitors and cleaners cleaners are the same. Certainly, uh, if people have that, oh, I can see you typing into the thing. That's all right. The, the secret's out on my worst on ground and it's not that bad. Uh, look, very good. Good job for Trent Innes there. Uh, he'll need to find a new trick, obviously, given the rapid rate at which uh, he probably does job interviews for new candidates as they grow. They've got a zero. Oh, keep cups. Mm. I hope they're. I hope they're environmentally friendly. No worries. Uh, for me, best on ground. Look, David, I, I do attend. I do attend my fair share of conferences. I certainly. Um, Oh, I, I certainly go to a few. I certainly see a lot and get approached by a lot of the new add-ons in the market. Very rare, David, that I am somewhat surprised by these. Um, first one, and for listeners of the show, uh, the words best on ground and reckon, uh, I don't think in the history of the show, David, have appeared on that side of the ledger, but I am I am pleased to say reckon have come out with a single-touch payroll app, a free app. I was on the micro committee for STP that looked at low cost and no cost solutions. I, I tell you, there's, there's, some, there's some things that they need to tighten up and I, I've, I've given them that feedback. But I tell you what, in terms of the ability to turn it on, in terms of the ability to use it, this is a very good solution, also free, ticks that box. This is actually a really well, really practical, thought out app for micro time poor businesses 
that have that need to lodge STP that are otherwise, for whatever reason, happy on the software they're on and don't want to go through the hassle of moving, I will be using it, recommending it. I think they've done exceptionally well, David. Uh, Richard McLean, the founder of KeyPay, largely regarded as one of the good guys and leaders in the uh, accounting scene, accounting technology scene, posted an interesting tweet, not necessarily referencing this, but it's pretty clear it's what he was talking about, saying what, basically saying what a, what a shame, um, what a missed opportunity. You've now got the complete commoditization of STP. It's now just a, a tick and flick type exercise. And I can definitely see that angle for it, Paul. It also potentially... Because it's free, it potentially reduces the touch points a business is going to have with their accountant and advisor, potentially. I, I disagree. It's a good thing. I think, you know, these moments, in fact, compliance is probably the only reason why people often call their accountants because they have an event that they need to comply with. And STP, another one being one of those events. I disagree, David. I, rec- I reckon this is a real opportunity for accountants to say, to, to, to just for these, for micro clients, say, look, a business who's employing say, look, you need to STP comply. Yes, we can move your, we can move your accounting software. We can do all of this. But look, here is a great step one. They, you can go in, white knight, say, this is free, put an app on your phone, I'll help you do the rest of the payroll, we'll tick it off, and then you can just sit there on the couch or whatever and do it. I think this is a real, I reckon this is a really good effort. Well done, Reckon, because I'm very critical of Reckon, David, They've in their content and a lot of their other stuff, but this is uh, spot on the money. Lovely, Paul. What else you got? Uh, just two other bits that really did uh, surprise me, jumped out a bit. Um, and somewhat my enthusiasm is in the light of day, uh, the couple of days after. The test for me is did I use the app again? One I did, one I haven't. Uh, Ada, I believe, is one out of New Zealand. This is sort of, how do you describe it, Dave? It's like a, a chatbot slash um, so I describe it. Pers- virtual assistant. Yeah, so it is, it is your virtual assistant of your data. So you can bring in your three or four or five different business apps. With more to come. Yeah. With more to come. And you can query it. You can query it for your apps using your voice and natural language query. Yeah, and this, look, this is good uh, on the go, quick sort of thing. I, I certainly I see the ability of this. Did I use it? Yes, I used it the day after. No, I haven't used it sort of in that days since. Um, certainly comes back the enthusiasm that the, one of the founders was on the, on the stand, which certainly helps uh, and being able to set it up there and then and use it. I see it. I think this this product has got a long way in the roadmap, but certainly starts in some very good places and certainly some of the things they've got on on the go is good. The other one, and I've been struggling to pronounce this uh, ever since last week, charter.ai. Uh, apologies if I've murdered that. Basically, David, it, 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 it was chatter. Chatter, 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 don't know, out of Canada. Lovely people on the stand, a couple of Canadians. I had a a wonderful chat to them uh, about sport and life in Canada and all sorts of things. Um, Look, effectively is is a little bit of this chat, but a little bit of this natural language query kind of seems to me like Power BI on steroids. That's probably a bit disrespectful, but that's where where I sort of see it, takes your financial data. Um, The thing for me, and I know I really liked it, and I guess uh, this is a really interesting thing, David, is when you walk up to a stand and the version of the software you get in the demo where they've set up all the dashboards and they've plugged in the right amount of data is not what you get. You know, the the, the product a lot of these days is now you can build your own dashboard now. 
I really struggle building my own dashboard because I don't know what's available and I lack the time to kind of, I'm not sitting there. I don't have a week or a month to go through every client and, and sort of do it. So, you know, and, and I had a chat to them in the, the, the following day or, or after I'd sort of digested a bit and maybe having some of those standard uh, standard dashboards. I had the same problem when I tried Futurely years and years and years ago. Um, it was like, I, I need you to sort of start to give me some stuff. But it was like, oh, but you can build whatever you want. I end up opening it going, oh, I don't have time to build it. I can just do it in Excel much quicker when I need to. Anyway, those were three apps that impressed me, David. Uh, Brendan Roberts from Ada AI is a man who I've interviewed from my other show, The Financial Mentor. Paul, we'll put that episode link and people can check it out. The way he described it is it's your rock star employee, which I loved. Yeah. I love that. Uh, very good. Paul, uh, let's get to worst on ground. I'll go first. What have I got? Oh. Um, yeah, we don't like doing this, do Look. It's a bit of a sticky, awkward situation. It's not, it's not sticky and awkward. Look, there, there is... There are elements of the media, David, that, that do, they, they trade on fear. They have done forever. There was a tweet out of Sholto. He was sitting presumably in the audience at QBC calling QuickBooks Live the existential threat for all of the audience or the majority of the audience, basically saying that the QuickBooks Live would put out, would put business, and he used the term existential threat. And David, for people who followed this show... He did apologise for it on LinkedIn. And then doubled down on LinkedIn and said... and should have used that extreme language. Yeah, but... uh, And this is the thing. He, He called it... He called it a melodramatic quip. Now, the problem is, for someone who's been for 10 years, I feel, and reading a lot of his stuff, promoting a very negative view of the industry, this further negative existential threat, I think, is hardly a quip. I think it's truly, you know, it just it's following the same, it's following the same playbook. Anyway, look, it's just... I don't know. I, I just, I just, I, as people know, I disagree with these terms that every someone has to die. Someone has to always die. A business has to die. Something has to go out of business rather than looking at the positive. Mind you, David, some people are clearly glass half empty rather than glass half full. Uh, but I, yeah. Interesting. Walking around the room at QuickBooks Connect, David, talking to other accountants, it's certainly, it is chalk and cheese. Absolute chalk and cheese talking to these so-called uh, people in, in the media or talking about the industry who'd never, who have never done the job versus talking to accountants who have used the tech for as long as I have, David, and sometimes longer. Um, we talk a very different, a de- de- very different view of the industry, yet the same echo chamber seems to exist. The, um, yeah, I, I think that there's room for, for conversation from both. I think Sholto did go a bit heavy and a bit sensationalist, but uh, I'll tell you what, listeners, I hope you've listened to the interview that we did uh, with Rich Priest, the head of QuickBooks Live. That's what Sholto's comment was in response to, where QuickBooks will be offering a bookkeeping service to the 40% of businesses who aren't, they say, are not connected to an account or advisor. I just have one risk with QuickBooks Live. I think it's going to be really good. I think their marketing is going to be brilliant. They've got, so they will win businesses. They have customer success teams. They have industry expert teams. They have integration teams of people. No single bookkeeper can compete with this. I will be extremely surprised if some clients don't leave their bookkeeper to go to this. We we know that's where it's already happened. Does this expand the market? Does this? Absolutely not. No way. Because the bookkeepers who are going to be impacted by it 
it's going to expand the market and Intra will take it. But for bookkeeping services. Going, they are going to offer a standard of service that there wouldn't be a single bookkeeper in the country that can offer, which is right now I log in and bang, there is someone for me to talk to straight away. The technology is good, I get that. I don't believe there is anyone in Australia who has that service level. You know, but your pro advisor has to be ready. Is it going to be any pro advisor or is yes, it only your yes. your assigned pro advisor? No, you will, get, you will not have a relationship with one person. There will be different people. Ah, okay, no, 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 okay, I get that. I don't, I don't think it's All a right. problem for smaller businesses. Any pro advisor, or good pro advisor, gotcha. should be able to flick through some notes, have a flick through and get a feeling. Yeah, okay, no, no, no. So, because they're going to be offering a higher standard at a, yep. and Rich said in the interview, they don't know the price point yet, but it's going to be competitive, otherwise they wouldn't do it, right? I think that you're ki- they're kidding themselves to think that people, businesses won't leave the 60% of people who are connected and move to this, which is a, a more consistent service, a better service. Sorry, I'm not going to say better. More consistent, more available. The service type is at the type they want, particularly millennials who just want the on-demand service. Those type of business owners, all the freelancers out there who need it live when they want, potentially after hours as well. I think it's going to set a standard that, that people can't ca- can't keep up with. And the biggest, the people who are at the biggest risk, unfortunately, are the bookkeepers who have been told, hold, unfortunately, not collaborated with, told for a very long time, change or else, that have been given the fear stuff and lived in anxiety for over a decade now about what's going to happen. I think QuickBooks might have their head in the sand a little bit on how the impact on their pro-advisors who mostly, even the pro-advisors, work from home and have small clients, micro-clients. I think this gives. I think this expands the market. I think it gives the bookkeepers who otherwise necessarily weren't running profitable businesses. It gives them. It gives them employment. Some of them will actually make more money. I think, but expands the market into the smaller clients. Introduces them to bookkeeping, and then and yeah, then they grow and get referred. They grows that, and then okay. I think I think the rising. Okay. I think there's. I think there's often. My point is, we're only we only ever talk 100% about the, what the negative impact, and we never talk about. I feel no one ever covers the positive impact, but that's enough on that. Service standard is going to go up for people who use the service. I think they'll struggle with the scalability and trying to and trying to like like any business bookkeeping or otherwise. You got to find the people, and sometimes the people who are going to take that price point and move from their own business with their own clients who have to accept that lower grade work potentially may be the lower skilled bookkeepers. Anyway, now listen, keep moving. What's your worst on ground? Distracted right now. It's because the big things happening in AFL football. Uh, rumors swirling. Press conferences called. That Brendan Bolton's about to get sacked from the Carlton Football Club. Can you concentrate on this show Paul, for once? I've been calling for this for two years. And I'm come on, very come excited. On. I'm getting, getting back, we're, in a, we're an accounting podcast. Come on. Yeah, get back to worst on ground. Paul. Come on. Do I have a worst on ground? Apparently. Yes, I do. It's in the show notes. Right. <laughs> Employment law. Something that's very, very tough for small business. Small business gets massively impacted when they have a staff member complain about unfair dismissal. As advisors, we're often brought into the conversation, although it's not really our expertise to advise on the specifics. This is really where you get that trusted relationship mentor thing happen with uh, accountants, advisors, and small business owners. A report's come out to me published in Fairfax, Sydney Morning Herald of the Age. One in 100 of unfair dismissal claims are actually held up um, in our unfair dismissal system unbelievably poor. So you have thousands and thousands of claims that hold up small businesses that get completely distracted by dealing with an unfair dismissal claim when there is a 1% success rate from the claimant. 
Essentially, the article and the research that's been done uh, is talking about the, the small business unfair dismissal code, which gives different concessional unfair dismissal rules for businesses with less than 15 people. Another definition of what a small business Yeah, is. Oh God, we're adding up, aren't we? It really does. They studied 3,000, uh, sorry, they studied uh, 3,583 uh, uh, applications in the first three months of the year of the commission. 3,180 were settled during mediation and conciliation. This stuff distracts small business. It gets into, because they don't have the resources to deal with it. Uh, and essentially, uh, the article's calling to say this, that we need to have a better process here. It's just not working. You've just got these staff members who believe that they have an entitlement and a claim. They're encouraged, presumably, by their lawyers to pursue it because uh, I think this is a bit of the space that no win, no fee lawyers operate for. Potentially, yeah. I don't know who the law firm was. It's a legal system and it's getting terrible results for small business. Really interesting research. Uh, the law or the process needs to change. Yeah, interesting, David. I look. I don't mind. I don't mind having a commission that at least understands the um, the intricacies around this. I think it's it's better that we don't go to either a small claims court that deals with other things or what's the other, VCAT in here in Victoria, QCAT in Queensland, all sorts of things. I think taking some of the burden off QCAT and VCAT um, and the, the relevant states, I also like the fact that 3,180, so overwhelmingly it looks like the majority, were settled during mediation or um, conciliation. So I actually like that. I like that there's a step. You gotten that far. No, I get it. Like, no, no, I get it. What is it, like 74, 73? of them settle there. They shouldn't even get there. Why are they getting egged on to go that far down? I get it, but at least, but to my point is, at least they're not going further or going into another, yes. another, yes. another legal channel. At least there is an avenue where it can get resulted arguably quicker than normal. The other thing for me is, I don't think enough it, 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 clearly around employment is single-handedly. The, I reckon the biggest amount of red tape getting around the the whole the rules around hiring firing it is just it is an absolute minefield that even the biggest law firms cannot get their heads around this overall employment law and employment red tape needs needs uh needs work uh my next worst on ground paul your performance at quickbooks connect I, on the first night of QuickBooks Connect, we went after the VIP party, which we were grateful participants at. There was an actual camel there, Paul. You know, I walked around the VIP party, and I thought, geez, how much, just how much money does this company have? Because this is probably a smaller... The drummers were amazing. The drummers were amazing. The, the, it was just unbelievable event. Um, uh, afterwards, we, we reconvened for a drink downstairs at the uh, hotel, and John Shepard came down. I watched you, at a, this is about midnight now, oh, about 11 o'clock, have the most animated, excitable conversation about single-touch payroll that I'd ever seen. It wasn't all about single-touch payroll. Until the next day where you interviewed John Shepard. Now, Paul, I love you to bits. Your enthusiasm for something that is fundamentally boring for 99.9% of the world is remarkable. You are a unique individual, and I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Thank you very much, David. Uh, the conversation at the night, I, I'm, I'm enthusiastic for John Shepard. I'll tell you why I'll tell you why I'm enthusiastic, David, for single touch payroll and John Shepard. John Shepard and the single touch payroll team, I think. So there's two teams within the ATO. The one that did online services, Andrew Watson, who we've also interviewed, and John Shepard and the STP team. 
single-handedly restored faith. They have been the most open and honest and workable group with users. That is, I think, the gold standard in user testing, user feedback, and actually making the product better. I've worked with, David, as you know, I've worked with software before. I've worked with everyone. This is what those softwares used to be um, and have now got too big and too... Uh, clunky in their decision making. That is that is where my enthusiasm uh, enthusiasm is. I have a real. Um, it's two speed, David. I think single touch payroll can be solved by the most practical way. I think we over talk about it, uh, which is also what we're doing now. I think it's largely uh, a very small uh, a very small change. Anyway, uh, is that what you had? Oh, well, that's, that's all we had for worst on ground. That's fine. Right, in depth topic. Let's get to it. Takeaways from QBC. QBC. Spent a lot of time at conferences, Paul. I don't know why. <laughs> we we get invited. We get we keep invited. Oh, uh, it's a bit. Uh, it takes a lot. I gave a I gave a talk on uh, the second day, transitioning from technical workers to business leaders. Got some good feedback on the day, which is very nice. Growth mindset or something oh, slide. What, I've got this bit on growth mindset, Paul. I've done it twice. This particular bit, most of the talk was very original. And we might do it on the show because, geez, I... Is it top-line growth or bottom-line growth? What's the what's the growth? It's about getting yourself positioned to get yourself to the next way that you need to be. Right. And it, and it seems to really resonate with the crowd. It's not something that I was conscious of. And then I read it and I was like, oh, I think I do this. And then I found out that everybody who reads about growth mindset thinks that they do this because nobody wants to be the opposite of it, which, of course, is fixed mindset. Yeah. But uh, a very good conference, Paul. It was a bit of a show... Just to give some context, it's much smaller than I think. I think I'm pretty sure it's smaller than Myob. I went to Myob's national one last year. It's the first time I've been national one. Significantly smaller than ZeroCon by by thousands. ZeroCon's up to about three three and a half thousand, which is unique. Accounting business expert unique as well. But what it was about is, and this is my so this is my first takeaway, Paul. We'll be publishing our uh, interview with JD, the new number one in Australia of QuickBooks Connect this week. Where what we ta- what he talks about is. Really, for five years, QuickBooks has been establishing their base in Australia. The next five years is about leveraging it and scaling it. And really, that's what this event felt like. This, to me, felt like, all right, we're here. We've deliberately decided to invest here. Whilst they're a large global company, they're only active in seven countries. So when they yep. go in somewhere, they go in there expecting to win. Yep. Um, and it's this, to me, was a we are mature in this market now, um, you know, we're now ready to cash in. Yeah, that's that'll be a really interesting uh, interview. I look forward to that. They are certainly uh, they're certainly coming uh, doing some big things, and that leads to my my number one point, which is, geez, they can build stuff quick. Like in this day and age, where we sort of have said that uh, a lot of I still think overall software innovation has stalled. I don't think we've got a feature that's really blown us away. I think we've. We've had things like bank fees, we've had mobile, we've had receipt catcher, we've had a lot of stuff already. In terms of the tech, we've had it. Integrating it across multiple systems and putting it into the key main players. But I tell you what, that in-app video chat, the receipt capture, work papers, the work they've done on tax, they are moving quick. And that should be a real worry to, I think, other software companies that aren't moving nearly as quickly. JD was in The Australian last week talking about how the size of their dev team and the pace at which they can develop is why that they will win. Basically, they can outspend everybody and ship product quicker. 
It's remarkable. I mean, what they announced, so their work papers, and this dubs in to my second big takeaway, they say they developed work papers in one year. One year. You think about how long we've been, Myers been talking about connected practice. Think about how long Zero's been talking about no-code accounting, which oh. they've made steps. Oh. It's not done. Not even close. That, yep. is, that is remarkable. They've added in receipt capture. They've added in a, pra- a very basic practice management. Now, I saw their basic practice management quick connect last year. It's a bit more featureish now. And, and I think I was talking to some people in the crowd, a lot of accountants in the in the room, which is different, it, QuickBooks Next last year to me was overwhelmingly bookkeepers. A lot of accountants in the room basically came to say, can I run a practice using their basic practice management? And you know, the answer is essentially. And they have, geez, they've caught up in that. That, that was big QBOA or whatever they call it, the accountant's end, big. I mean, try to confirm this. I've heard this, and so listeners don't think it's true, but the size of QuickBooks, they have more developers than zero have staff. Yeah. So there's 300 developers in India, I think, for QuickBooks. No idea. It's frightening. So look, they're they're big and they're here. They're ready to grow. They're ready to invest in their platform and technology. And perhaps what's unusual for us, Paul, is they're actually able to ship working product when they say they're going to do it. We're not used to that. We're used to being told yeah. things are coming. And yeah, absolutely. That was, that was pretty amazing. Like, and from and I, I mean, I continually have looked at it over the years, David. And certainly, that was the area that was lacking compared to uh, compared to the other colour was that uh, practice management arm and the tax arm. But we can't, we won't be able to say that. Then you know, this time next year, it will be almost like for like. I think in feature set, they are moving that quickly. The race is on. Oh, and, and I think I think well, I think they've caught up. It's, it's just where we go from here. You know, it's sort of one is moving a lot slower that was in front that may. Uh, I think it's I think it's almost uh, becoming neck and neck. It will be very interesting for them in the next three years to see what happens. The next big takeaway for me, Paul, the accessibility of senior staff. Now, you do everyone does this well. I think overall, this is done very well in Australia, particularly the VIP event. I had people just come up to me and just start chatting. Senior people, senior account managers, heads of, um, to just do nothing but build relationships. And it was really well done. And I think overall has had a positive impact on my view of yeah, it was good to see them. Yeah, it's not to say others don't do that. Yeah, it was good to see them walking the floor. They, they were they were accessible. They weren't locked in a room. No, it was no. I echo that. That was uh, very good. You bumped into them, introduced yourself. They were very uh, open, honest. Had a great chat with with a few of them. Um, a few Western Bulldog supporters over at QuickBooks headquarters. Oh, really? Very didn't great, didn't great. get that far into my conversations so with them, David. What is listing out there? And uh, QuickBooks takes a corporate box at a Bulldog game. It's David at SQL. Well, one thing that really came out of QuickBooks, and this isn't one of my points, I'm just going to throw it in really quickly, is where, where does Receipt Bank go, I think? And I just want to put a pin in it and maybe we'll come back to it in yeah. a future show that Zero hitched their wagon to HubDoc. Wow. Uh, we've um, got, and we've got QuickBooks now building their own in-house receipt capture. Doing it as well. My doing as well. I, I think this is really interesting. Um, they're, they're, they're just all of a sudden in an open space. Uh, yeah. I've got lots and lots of thoughts on it, Paul. Probably not for this show, but we're going to, we are working on doing something with Receipt Bank. Hopefully we'll get some of and, and I love, I mean, I think, I think it's still for those that need it, it is the, it is the absolute market leading product. I think that if anything, and perhaps 
with zero uh, workflow management, they had arguably the worst practice management program, but because it was embedded, had a good price point, but because it was embedded, it was the efficiencies you could get from having it being free. Free, but and also in product. Like you were used to it, even though it wasn't the best feature. That's what worries me. Even though Receipt Bank might be the best feature, it's not inside. That'll be really interesting, but um, obviously we are big fans of Receipt Bank as well. Uh, my second... Do you even use it? No, but I don't have clients that do. So I love it. Um, but uh, the I did know I noticed that you went and got a demo call. You deliberately had a growth mindset. You went to educate yourself. I, I did, and I often I often try to catch myself, David, because because I've been around cloud solutions. I know some of these things from when they were not you know nine years ago. First, and, and I remember you when you were this far. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so I kind of in my mind I remember them without certain features. The the lag of time, I suppose. Ironically, if you, I always felt that if I went six months without seeing some of them years ago, the product could almost be different. Some of the products now, not, um, potentially Receipt Bank, I, from when I looked at it four years ago, I haven't necessarily seen a great leap forward. I think it's got prettier. I think it's cleaned up around the edges and there's been some expansion, but certainly overall the core product is the same I looked at and doesn't fit my client base, but it certainly does for a lot of people. I also do absolutely zero bookkeeping, David. QuickBooks Live, Paul, big thing to come out to it. I think not, not a lot of people talking about it in, the, in around the conference because I think there's still... I think the scaremongers are certainly going to run with it, David. There's still so many questions. They're launching a test. Go listen to the Rich Priest interview listeners. It's a test. There's a lot of questions. Be very interesting. There's part of it that's a big opportunity, and there's a part of it that, to me, and as I said earlier, if you are the work from your kitchen table bookkeeper, um, you need to act. I think. Like I really. Mm. I disagree, I just, David. Anyway, let's not. We're not going to get in this argument. We got. Otherwise, we'll do a whole show on QuickBooks Live. We've covered it before. I th- look, I think it'll be interesting. I think not enough is known to be. We're, we're just joining. We're joining in with those people with that speculation. We are. We are professional ethical people who deal with data and realities. We're getting well into that period where uh, you know rolling in that mud, so to speak, David, of speculation and hearsay. I'd rather just wait till there are actual uh, boots on the ground, clients in the gun you, to look at. I stood behind Brendan Bolton right up until the moment he got fired. Oh, you should have been sacked long ago. Oh, that's that's not. That's not I just the, got it. He's been. Sacked. Can you concentrate on on it's our a show? Massive moment in my life, Paul. You're not even Two a supporter. Years of ribbing my friends about this. Anyway, my second point, because this is not an accounting podcast, I, I want to say something that was really disappointing about, and this has nothing to do with QuickBooks Connect. QuickBooks, this is entire The software pitches from these add-ons, David, this is something for all of the content inches, column inches from add-ons talking about how accountants should be able to sell, carry themselves, become a trusted advisor, um, hold themselves, enunciate themselves. We sat, David. We were in with a, a quite. It was a was a, a row of luminaries in the industry, David, in our row, and we sat through. We sat through an hour, hour and a half of or an hour of three minute pitches, and let me tell you, I can only describe as rubbish. The level of pitches. Some, we had no idea. All of them seemed like it was just the standard slide deck off the shelf. They were in a room full of VIPs, David. This was not the standard. This was not people new to it. 
all of the people understood cloud. They probably had a good history. They stood up there, all but one. I, and I, have, I've, um, I personally reached out to one of the pitchers who I have told him for people in the room will know which pitch I'm excluding. I don't. I want to exclude that pitch because it struggled for other reasons. Um, and I have permission to talk about the other pitches or the pitches being rubbish. Uh, he's given me permission. But the pitches were to stand up there and give VIPs, not in, not know your audience, not care about your audience, bring the same three-minute pitch that you would give anywhere to that room. Frankly, you, you shouldn't be able to put out any content on telling anyone how to act in a sales role because their sales stank. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, stank. I tell you, across I'm not taking sales advice from people who stand up and give an absolute insipid pitch. Oh, AI. Oh, well, the, the the future of AI is really bright. Oh, go away. Unfortunately, that's a fair replica. <laughs> well, some, some of them, I still have no idea what they do. We've gone back we've, and we've tried to make it easy. Like, we've, to listeners, when we talk to you about what to do when you go to these conferences, how to find out about technology. So across the floor, Paul, we, I had some of my team there. Maria was there and Anne was there, and, and we use this as a real learning exercise. We've made it pretty clear on the show. Go up to them and say, what problem do you solve? The amount of, of salespeople who can't answer this question clearly or don't try to understand my problems first is pretty phenomenal. I'll tell you, I'll say hats off to uh, Quotient. There, is, there was a sales rep from Quotient, uh, a young lady, who had myself and my team standing there grilling her on this product and she stood up quite well. Uh, so if she's listening out there, well done, because we were particularly hard on you. She actually exhaled Paul at the end of it. She left, she went, <laughs> and she held up quite well. So well done to whoever that, that person was from Quotient. I, I look, it, it's really, it is really interesting that, and I had this uh, in the notes and I, I sort of took away, you really know that the, the early startups with the um, founders on the stand, you have a much deeper and a much better understanding. No, I get it. That's fair. but and, and it's hard when they're young to build a sales funnel, and it, it is hard, but there were just some basic sales processes that were missing. But. And these people are all the ones saying accountants need to sell better, and these guys cannot, and girls, cannot even sell. I, I just thought, and the other thing for me, David, is I just reckon there's too many add-ons. They, they talk about disruption in the accounting industry. Half these add-ons will not exist within five years. And frankly, I, if I was, you know, if I was a guru out there, anyone who needs consulting, I don't reckon are the ones who are getting paid to work 80 hours a week and making good coin doing compliance. I reckon you can know you need to go out and be a a, a guru to a, to add-ons and say disrupt. Winter is coming, David. You're a big Game of Thrones fan. I have no idea what that quote means. I just saw it once. Uh, I reckon winter is co- I reckon winter is coming for the add-on community, and accountants will just sail through it, still lodging tax return after tax return. Ka-ching. <laughs> well, you know what, Paul? I think we might end it there because if you go any more vitriolic against the sales uh, community in the accounting world, we may end up with... Uh, brilliant, know. brilliant people. I love them. They, they drink, they party, they do everything. Do they know? They, like, you actually just don't... They don't know what, what problem. They, don't, they know what, they know what content... They know what their content says. They, they can't actually sit and say, here is a problem I solve in your firm. They keep trying to tell people the problem they have 
in their firm and solving it for them. Anyway, we better wrap up because David is an entirely not paying attention. He's uh, off on the footy. Listeners, we love hearing from you. Every time we go to a conference, we get uh, I had people taking selfies, David, uh, and, and wanting to come on the show, which is great. If you've ever got any content, feel free to reach out. We absolutely love hearing from you, seeing you around and about the traps. Uh LinkedIn, reach out, LinkedIn, Paul Meissner for me or uh, Paul Meissner underscore uh, on Twitter. We love hearing from you. Otherwise, have a fantastic week. Keep an ear out for all of the episodes we've got dropping. Otherwise, have a great week. See ya. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter, at Paul Meissner underscore, or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter, at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.